Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What is up? What is up? My name is Jake Iggy or Iggy for short, and this is Iggy Sports Talk. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. And if you have not yet, make sure to go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts and subscribe to Iggy Sports Talk so you are notified when every episode is released. Now let's get into this week's episode of Iggy Sports Talk. I am here with Jimmy Jernigan, who is the founder of Daily Dose Wood. And how are we doing, Jimmy? My man, what's going on? I appreciate you having me on. I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I can't complain. It's Monday, but I always resort back to, I think it's Eric Tommy says, TGIM. Thank God it's Monday. Exactly, so. man. And sometimes sometimes people look at those Mondays as a gloom and doom. But I mean, you just got to start the week right. That's how you got to do it. Absolutely. I get I look forward to Mondays because I get to, you know, start editing my videos for the week. And I, I on the days I love editing, it's Mondays because I have new content that I filmed over the weekend. I get to dabble into it and start it up. So Monday is not a bad day for me. I love it, man. And didn't you just come back from Nashville as well? Yes, I was just in Nashville. I've been traveling a lot this past year and this next Two, three weeks, I'll be traveling to a bunch of different places. I just got back from Nashville. I'm going to South Carolina this weekend. Damn. I got some Florida trips planned. So I, I've been on go recently. Hey, there we go. What, what was some of your favorite parts of Nashville? I've never gone there before, but I've always heard really good things about it. They got everything, you know, right there in, on Broadway, the Broadway Strip. They have all different bars. All the country singers have their own bars. Luke Bryan, Kid Rock, oh, that's cool. a bunch of them. And then you could see the stadium right across the river. It's it's a really great place to visit. I highly suggest that anyone listening go and check it out because I had a ton of fun, a lot of good-looking women, a lot of good music. I love it. And uh, great drinks. I love it. So I was, I was actually supposed to potentially go out there this past year uh, for the winter meetings, but then they changed it to Orlando. And now the MLB could have like a whole CBA negotiation. So then there's going to be no winter meetings. But um, I'm definitely hoping to go out there soon because, yeah, I've, obviously that's like the heart of where like great music is found. So, like, did you get to see any great artists and like that sort of stuff everywhere you went? They have a lot of small town or smaller people that just perform nonstop around the clock. People go there to make their dreams happen. People who want to, you know, become big in the country music industry. That's the place to be because. Yeah, you never know who could hear you or or you could play in front of that could send you somewhere down the road. So a lot of small uh, music musicians playing there that great voices for the most part. Everyone I heard a lot of talent. Uh, So, yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed their singing and everyone that was, you know, down there, the, the vibes that they give off. Great. That's awesome, man. And and so you said that you've traveled a lot this year. What, what has been some of your favorite places that you've gone? Oh, that's always a tough question. I get that a lot. <laughs> I mean, Florida, everyone knows Florida is my favorite probably place to visit or go to just because of the weather and something about Florida. I don't know if it's in the air, in the water, the Florida, <laughs> the Florida atmosphere, the Florida vibes are, are definitely my vibes. Probably go there most often out of all the other places. Florida is definitely uh, top of the list every time I'm looking to plan another trip. That's awesome. One one of my favorite sayings most recently is the vibes are immaculate. I like it. I like it. I 
I've definitely heard it a lot. Definitely, <laughs> definitely used it before too. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is with the word immaculate. It just rolls off the tongue really nice. Just kind of a unique type of word. It's a big word. It makes you sound smarter, maybe exactly. than you actually are. <laughs> I love it. So, so now that we're sort of winding down on 2021, I, I usually like to ask some of my guests, especially with how weird and uncertain it was coming into this past year. Um, what has been some of your favorite moments of 2021? Wow, that's a great question. I mean, thinking back, it went pretty quick for me, I guess, because I, I did a lot of traveling and been, you know, on top of the YouTube and died down on the podcast, but filming a lot of videos. Favorite part? There's a uh, there's a lot. One in particular. Hmm. I mean, the summers are always really fun down where I live here on Long Island. There's a lot to do. We got a place called Fire Island, which is a an island pretty much with just bars and vacation homes. Oh, wow. There's always something going on over there on the weekends. When I was home, I was hitting those places. I mean, I'll have to come back, circle back to that question. One specific moment I, I can't really think of off the top of my head right now. I'm, I'm always curious because uh, pe pe people sometimes say the very similar answer because it is a big question. I mean, there's 365 days in a year, and spe especially with everything opening up this past year, um, a lot of people sort of did what you did similarly and, and just traveled and, you know, lived this life to the fullest. Yeah, I guess the best trip or the best moment is the next one. Yeah, so, exactly. That, that, we'll that's have, a great we'll point. Have to see. We'll have to see what happens this upcoming weekend and the, the rest of the weekends to finish out the year. I love it, man. And um, I, I sort of want to start off with um, you just talking about what, what was the inspiration of you starting uh, Daily Dosewood and um, what sort of motive has motivated you to continue it all throughout this year and continue making content? Yes, yeah, starting off, I started right before COVID hit back in, I want to say March of 2019. I was six months. I was probably six months out of college. Uh, not really sure what I wanted to do. I had a, mm -hmm. a nine to five job that I was working. I definitely knew I didn't want to wake up and do that every day. I knew I wasn't cut out for that. Not that I wasn't cut out. I just knew that that wasn't for me. So I was thinking and thinking and thinking. And my buddy, the uh, wood in the daily dose of wood. He was the first one to start the podcast with me and we were just shooting the shit. And then we brought on guests, started having guests on athletes, celebrities, things like that. And he got a job. He couldn't take as much time to do the podcast anymore. So I took it about myself and something I always wanted to do is YouTube. And that's, you know, where you can kind of see the transition happening over the last six or seven months. I've shifted from what started out as a podcast is now more of a YouTube page, YouTube channel where I travel and just document, you know, my experiences, which is the highlight, I guess you could say of 2021 for me, just traveling to so many places, meeting so many different people. That's awesome, man. And I, I feel like where, um, with us growing up in, in such a digital type of environment, especially with like YouTubers being such the mold for, you know, entertainment, if you didn't watch TV, uh, I, I remember looking up to um, guys like Logan Paul and like that sort of stuff is big motivators uh, for, for myself to want, want to do and make YouTube videos. And uh, I, I really enjoy your YouTube videos because you sort of go around and talk to people, ask people different questions, get intimate with people. And 
I've always thought about this when I watch your videos. What is some of the worst reactions that you've gotten? Because sometimes when you walk up with a camera with like a microphone, some people, especially when they're a little bit intoxicated, uh, might get a little bit upset. Hey, yeah. Well, I appreciate you tuning in and watching. Absolutely. I'm always forever grateful to the, the people who take the time out of their day to watch my videos. Crazy reactions or worst reactions. I mean, there's a lot of uh, cut scenes that don't make the videos of, some people just don't want to be on camera. People are definitely more susceptible to being on camera in the, you know, college parts, like on spring break down in Fort Lauderdale. Not, I don't remember anyone saying they didn't want to be on camera. People were actually asking us to record them and they wanted to be on camera. So that, that was an easy spot to go to. That was a great trip. That's cool. Down, going down there, just talking to college kids who are all drunk. That's where you get the best reactions and Oh, some exactly. of the some of the best content because it's unfiltered uncut you know that stuff it's it's what they actually are thinking in the moment because they're drunk they're not afraid to say it and you yeah. know one of those videos could blow up big the odds are video i i did down there that was a a good hit for my channel and with the numbers i do that probably ranks uh up there just going up doing odds are mm -hmm. but worst reactions i i can't think of one in particular off my head trying to think back to all all my trips no one's ever tried to get uh physical or or fight us makes sense it's just always interesting when you see those types of videos and you just see people like keep me off a of camera but i can also see like drunk college kids like looking at themselves like how do i look exactly. how, how are we doing especially at the women like oh what are you guys doing is this for youtube oh yeah girls girls will flock to the camera they'll flip their hair <laughs> I mean, then they find out I have only, you know, five, 600 subscribers. Some of them are be like, ah, fuck this. But other people, for the most part, are still, you know, supportive of what I'm doing, going out of my way to film and, you know, take it, take a chance in this content creation thing. Right. And what, I saw one video as well where, uh, where you, you ask this woman, is there any celebrities that I look like? And anytime I see a picture of, especially you in the suit, next to connor looks identical and, the, <laughs> and didn't the woman say tom cruise or tom brady yeah she said tom brady right yeah yeah that was a great reaction i don't think she knew where i was going with the question obviously <laughs> but i don't know where she came up with tom cruise or tom brady she she must have been drinking or <laughs> she was just lost if she thought that i looked like them because i've never heard either of those comparisons before <laughs> I'd be like, so you're saying that I have a chance with Giselle? Right, yeah, <laughs> right. I, I mean, I'll take it. That's a great compliment to get those two people. I just never heard of it. That's why I was so caught off guard, me and my buddies. Yeah, that's hysterical. Well, like, especially with those types of videos where you're like going up to people and, and, and like asking them different questions, like did it take a little bit for you to be able to get comfortable to be able to do that? Or was it sort of pretty easy? Oh, no, it's definitely something that you have to work up towards i would always i do dabble a little with the drinks before i do some of those videos oh, just makes it a little easier because there could be that awkward tension when you know you go up to someone you don't know if they want to be filmed or if they want to be in the video right. and some of the other places that are not necessarily college towns are surrounded with college kids but you know the more i do it the better i get at it like anything else so i keep trying to challenge myself to continue to go out of my comfort zone and talk to new people and do new things. Yeah, 100%. And, and like, that's, that's like kind of like with everything. Um, I, I remember it was funny cause uh, this past summer I, I was a, uh, like a sideline reporter for a baseball team. And so I was like interviewing people like 
in front of the camera like but like i mean i do this all the time and it was funny because i noticed myself getting super nervous i'm like why can i interview people like down in my basement like in i'm myself but like when i'm in front of a camera like outside like actually doing an in-person interview it's, it's just so much different yeah well you're you're a great interviewer you're a great talker something that i feel sure. i lack in is communication so i'm always you know i'm always looking to learn new things on how to communicate. I never took a communication class in college or, uh, I want to, I want to, you know, learn more now being in this type of business and this type of industry. Right. But, uh, I, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm the best when it comes to talking, but I'm definitely trying to learn. And you, uh, you do a great job with your show and how you ask your questions and follow up with them. And you could definitely tell when people know what they're talking about or have their things in line and done their research, it goes a long way. I really appreciate that, man. Seriously. It's it's funny because I um I I did a video for like my two years of Iggy Sports Talk and I <laughs> I'm laughing because I, I saw my first ever video and I'm like, hi, my my name is Jake and this is Iggy Sports Talk. Uh, people call me Iggy and my voice was like shaking and then like I did a cut of like myself being like, guys, thank you so much for like the last two years. And I'm like, holy crap, like the, the presence on like you just seeing seeing yourself like because most of the time, like, we're our biggest critics. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's always really interesting, too, um, when people ask me about, like, editing, like, my own videos or hearing my self-talk. And I've gotten a lot more used to it at the start. Like, it got a little bit annoying because I'm like, well, I did something wrong there. I did something wrong there. But what's funny is, like, when you show people videos, like, oh, that looks great. And you're like, no, I didn't like that. I didn't like that. I didn't say that great. Like, I could have changed things. But, like, how, how have you sort of gotten over that? Yeah, I mean, it's something where, you know, you want to put out as much content as possible, but you always want it to be as perfect as it could be. And the truth is, it's never going to be perfect. I always have an idea of what I want something to look like in my mind. And 99% of the time, it doesn't come out to what I had pictured it to be. But that's just part of, you know, the job is mm -hmm. adapting and changing to different things. You know, it's Shoot. I don't always have someone with me filming my videos I, i'm grateful to have one of my friends travel with me a lot my buddy sal who, who takes the camera into his hands and gets what's needed to be done behind the camera but i'm by myself it's a lot harder to film and you know shoot things i can't really do the questions um I, I have to adapt and change my usual vlogging style so that's something i've been doing more recently is trying to uh do the whole selfie thing which i'm not too good at and right. <laughs> Don't love that style, but that's what I'm going to have to do for now till I can hire someone to film me full time or get one of my buddies to come along with me where I'm able to support the both of us. Right. Yeah. Getting out of your comfort zone with that sort of stuff is, is definitely tough. And, you know, I've, I've, I actually saw a TikTok, um, a few weeks back and it was, it was a guy and he, he was like filming himself and, and like the, the text said, um, all I'm thinking around about in my head is like me worrying about what other people are thinking with me having like a camera, but like at the end of the day, like, does it really matter? And I'm like, that's, that's so true because there's been multiple times where I'm like filming in public and I'm like, wait, are people looking at me? Like, do people care? But like in reality, it like does, it doesn't matter at all. No, not at all. And that's what I try and tell myself when I get in those situations. Cause you always get the eyes. I mean, I got to, pretty big camera my camera's huge so it it definitely doesn't go unnoticed people are always looking the mic on top of it's big too and uh at, at first sight they might think i'm someone who's 
really big on the internet or something. And uh, when you're trying to talk to yourself while walking through the airport or, you know, walking wherever, it's hard to stay focused on what you're talking about when you're just getting eyes left and right. But like you said, I tell myself, I'm never going to see any of these people again. Never going to see these people in the airport. I'm never going to see these people in Nashville. Mm -hmm. It's like, it doesn't matter. It's just the thoughts that we tell ourselves. So once you could block that out, that's, you know, when you could make your best content be happy it's with yourself oh that's all that really matters i i actually posted something this morning and it was um all that really matters in life is how you look at yourself like and i i like saw that i was like that's so true like like it's you know some of those motivational videos where where like you're like oh my god like yeah you you're so right and um it's it's also something where like we talked about it before, like with comparing yourself to other people. I mean, that's a huge thing that creators usually deal with, especially with the views. I mean, you look, you look at some videos and you're like, my video is so much better than that. And why is that guy getting a hundred K when I'm over here getting like 500 or even lower. And especially with, when, when you put hours into a video and it doesn't um, get the engagement that you really expect, like that's essentially kind of like the biggest slap in the face that you can get. But I mean, how have you been able to get over that? And, um, what have you learned through those experiences? Yeah, the thing I tell myself when I don't see the numbers I expect to get or I'm hoping that a video blows up, this will be the one. It's, you know, I'm doing I'm doing these videos and I'm, I'm gaining a skill out of the, the editing, out of the filming. So I'm, I'm building, you know, a, a base for videography that I didn't even go to school for. So right. I'm doing all that stuff. And when I'm doing that stuff, it's like, I, that's why I try and think, you know, it's, it's not about the views because what I'm doing is really building a skill. I'm working at it. I'm putting in hours and it's going to pay off eventually. It might not be in the content creation thing. I don't like to look at it that way, but if that's the case, you know, I'm, I now have these videographer skills in a day and age where everything's on the internet, social media, exactly. like the editing, the, the filming, that stuff is a real need right now and mm-hmm. people are gonna look to get videographers get editors that know what they're doing so i'm building that skill and uh that skill has been priceless i think it'll be priceless down the road yeah one thousand percent and i mean that's the other thing with with like looking and um trying to use the views to make yourself feel better i i i think it's a huge like dopamine thing where when you see that when you see like something blow up i don't know about you but like anytime i post something i notice myself like every five minutes how's it doing how's it doing and then like and then you get that oh shoot that's not what i expected but it's the unrealistic expectations like you can't always expect every video to be exactly um like what you think and i think the biggest lesson that i've learned is not allowing those views to really value myself, value the video, value how I'm doing it. It just, maybe I didn't post it at the right time. Maybe in the first five seconds, I didn't draw the viewer in how, how the best way I should have, but like you learn for the future. No, you're spot on with that. Exactly. Learn for the future and everything happens for a reason. So you know, when things aren't working out or not going your way, it's for a greater purpose. You're writing your story. And another thing too, you know, I, when I, do it i don't see the views i tell myself i would i would get upset really upset in the beginning but it's like started this whole thing because i want to document everything so if, yeah. if you know this doesn't work out i have all these trips and experiences on camera that i have with me for the rest of my life like no one could take that from me and i'm 
doing all these things that make me happy, not, not anyone else. And that's why sometimes I think, all right, maybe this isn't why it's doing because you know, I'm, I'm doing what makes me happy. Now I'm not trying to make anyone else happy. If they want to tune in and watch my content, that's great. That's what I think is going to, you know, be the backbone to what makes daily dose of wood successful or not. Exactly. And bro, it's already successful. You know what I mean? And, and down the line, I mean, who knows what could happen in 2022? Who knows what could even happen tomorrow? You know what I mean? You could get exactly. a million views. And I, th- I think that's amazing what, what you've been doing with, you know, traveling and documenting and everything. Cause I just thought about, I'm um, like, you know, in you know, 50, 60 years, like, Grandpa Jimmy, be some like, good... what, what, what did you do when you were younger? Oh, let me show you. I got it all on film. It, obviously, you don't show them so, some, of the, some of the things that they shouldn't be seeing, but like they'll, they'll be pretty damn cool. And I, I say the same thing with like these videos and um, something that I'm going to do in a little bit. And maybe you should think about doing this yourself is uh, sort of having like a friend series, like sit down and do, do one of your YouTube videos. I'm going to do a podcast, but like have like a friend series where like, you talk to your friends sort of about the best moments like that you had with each other and like how you guys have like grown together. So then like you could look at that when you're like 50, 60 years old and be like, damn, look at how like young we looked and like, you know, uh, where we were in that moment. You know what I mean? No, I think that's a great idea. I, I want to do a, a YouTube video of like a highlight recap of the year and maybe watch some of my older videos while recording me and my friends reactions or, you know, just talk about the memories that we had on the trip that maybe weren't on the camera, the ones that were, and just talk about what we felt in that moment or, you know, what, what caused us to film it or how, how the whole scene unfolded. Right. Yeah. I think that'd be really cool. And um, I've really enjoyed some of your most recent, like sit down videos where, where you, where you sit on the couch with, with you and your boy and, and have the microphone. And it's not like a podcast, but like you, you're doing like it for 10 minutes. I, I think that's the perfect time for those types of videos. And uh, I, I think especially the year in review, man, those are always the coolest things. And something that um, I actually talked about um, in a podcast that I recorded yesterday was um, taking that time to like reflect on what you did this past year, because so many times, like especially as like creators and like motivated people that like want to get better every single day, like you're always thinking about what's next, what's next. And you don't take time to like really Live in the moment. Speak- Live, not only live in the moment but take a step back and give yourself the pat on the back be like sure look at look at yourself in the mirror and be like i'm proud of you look at everything that you freaking did look at you freaking year ago and look at where you are now you know what i mean it's something that i did um a month or so ago when i wasn't in the best mind state is i took a video talking to my future self and i thought about that as when i see this in three months when i see this in six months a year five years ten years i'm gonna look at that and be like look at how where, how far you've come and look at where you were and like where you are today and like i feel like that is like a huge thing that like not only as humans but as like creators you got to focus on is like being able to take that time to not be so hard on yourself and actually be proud of yourself for what you've done without a doubt no i've had similar thoughts in times where i was down or even times when i'm up i just We'll sometimes look at some of the videos and be like, wow, I've, I've done a lot and I've talked to a lot of different people and, you know, things might not be going how I want them, but look at, look at this resume. And yeah. I got to be proud of myself for doing some of these things. You know, we, we seek approval from other people, but we sometimes don't give it to ourselves. And when you do, it does feel good to, you know, pat yourself on the back once in a while. Usually. And 
something else I wanted to say that, that you said about like everybody has a story. One thing that KSI said on uh, the Logan Paul and KSI uh, podcast is um, on his door. And I, I most recently did this on my desk so I can see it every single day is writing the word legacy. And I, t- I talked about this in, in a video that I recorded yesterday of like, what's going to be your legacy? I, I know like you can, you can sit there and say, damn, that's deep. Like thing about like, what are people going to think about like at your funeral, but it's a reality. And if you're able to get ahead of it early and, you know, do things every single second of every day to like help your legacy be like something that you're proud of at the end of the day, like, isn't that like what this is all about? Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I think that that does go deep when you think about it, at least for me, you know, what impact are you going to have on your, your kids or what impact are you going to have on your kids, kids? How do you want to be remembered? You know, what are you going to do in order to be able to provide for yourself down the road, your family, and how do you want to be remembered? Well, that, that, unfortunately, um, around a month ago, I, I, I went to one of my friend's funerals and it was the first ever time I, I experienced like that. And that was just kind of like a huge, like glaring thing that I thought about was uh, who not only who's going to be at my funeral, but like, what are people going to remember of me? You know what I mean? And I think that's just like such a huge thing, um, especially to, to motivate you each and every single day. Yeah. Sorry to hear about your loss. It is an eye opening experience, you know, losing someone just goes to show how how short life can actually be you know one well, day oh one thousand percent oh well so i saw him i saw him a week before wow. uh, was pretty crazy he wasn't like a wicked close friend he was a friend from high school and i he, he came into my work and I, I literally said to my friend the same thing it's crazy how he's there one day and then like the next day like i'll never see him again in my life and um unfor- unfortunately it was self-inflicted and i mean that's a huge reason why i do what i do here that's a huge reason why I talk about suicide prevention so openly, mental health awareness, ending the stigma, making it so people don't feel um, anxious about being vulnerable, talking about their feelings, the idea of it's okay to not be okay, especially with us, man. Like as men, like we're supposed to be manly, strong, masculine. We, can, we can't have any feelings, you know what I mean? No, yeah, I love what you do on mental health. I'm a big mental health advocate myself, and it always is rewarding. Even when, you know, we do some of those talks, me and my buddy Sal, those might not get the views that I want, but the amount of people that reach out, say how it's helped them or, you know, how they they took something from it or how they could relate and thank us for talking up about it, mm-hmm. that's better than any view count or, you know, any anything else like that, that in itself, being able to help other people. There's no better feeling for me just helping someone or being able to be a voice for someone that, that doesn't have it. I mean, this is what we do. We, we talk into a microphone. And so would, would you rather have your voice make an impact or would you rather just get the views using your voice? I would rather make an impact and influence people. I feel like the word influencer like isn't used great. In, yeah. I'm an influencer. Probably, I have yeah. five I have 5 million followers on TikTok and I'm flaunting my cars and I'm flaunting my house, but am I influencing people? I'm making people think down on themselves because they don't have that. I'm not actually influencing people. Right. No, I completely agree. How you use it is, is another big part of why I want to, you know, be, be able to be someone who could give back and be at that, that level where I've a uh, following to not, you know, show what I got, but to help, help with what I've learned. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think that's, I think that's huge. I, I said on one of my most recent videos, like 
I feel like that's what we're all here to do. We're all here to explain our experiences, explain what we've learned. And so other people can learn from it in the future. And um, something that, something that I want to ask you about was um, I, I never like looking too far down the line, but let's say in 2022, 2023, like where would you want uh, daily dose would to be? Uh, well, definitely. <laughs> I mean, the Barstool thing, I don't know. I'll give a little detail of uh, working at Barstool has always been something I've wanted to do just because I think they let you create how you want to create, mm -hmm. let you do your own thing. And it's a company that's based out of New York city right here where I'm from not too far. And I've followed them for a while. Mm -hmm. I think my content closely aligns in some okay. degree and you know, um, that would be a company I want to work for. So two, three years down the line, I'd say working at Barstool Sports or, you know, Daily Dose has taken a big leap in following and I'm able to give back more and do more to, you know, give to other people than, than myself. Yeah, 100%, man. Bro, it's a, you, you already work at Barstool. It just hasn't caught up yet. Time just hasn't exactly. caught up yet. Yeah, I you know that. what I mean? I, that, that's, that's something that, like, I, I, I write it down in a manifestation journal every single day. And I say, I am, or especially people that I want to interview, I have interviewed. And um, like the, my idol, Jared Carabas, he works for Barstool. I think it's freaking a dream come true what he gets to do every single day. I, I've actually gotten to meet him once or twice and super down to earth guy. And I, I think I think sometimes Barstool gets a bad rep um, for some of the content they put out. And also since, also since they're a little bit... Um, again against the norm of, of like swearing openly and like that sort of stuff but obviously like the older people don't like that sort of stuff but our generation loves it and especially with dave being like the i don't give a crap sort of type of person but i mean i th i think your approach of it is perfect i mean you're posting a video every single day on tiktok explaining why you should be a part of barstool i even saw it most recently you're doing everything right with you know um understanding who um who works with Dave's Instagram account and like doing your best, like reach out to those people. You know what I mean? That obviously like everybody and their mother who's our age, like wants to work for Barstool. But like, if you just keep on doing that stuff every single day, bro, in like 365 days, there's no freaking way that they don't see you. Right. Yeah. It's just about being consistent in this, you know, type of work. Consistency is the biggest thing. And I've, I've tried to do that. I'm trying to stay on top of it. It's not easy. It may seem easy, you know, to other people, but I'm sure, you know, you know, nothing is easy in this, in this uh, type of industry, trying to edit videos, put it out, just hitting the record buttons, not how it works, chopping it up, going through it, you know, picking out different teases to put out on the Instagram, promoting it's hard and it's, uh, especially all by it, yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Not having a team or other people working with you. Yep. You know, it's a lot, but I think it's just going to set us up to become more successful down the road in the future Heavy. because we're, we're able to do all these things and we're able to take on a big workload without complaining or, you know, looking at anyone else. And by getting through that each and every day, you know, it's just just building us our shell a little harder. Exactly. And, and you brought up like the perfection part of it. I mean, we, we look at a video, it, it, we, we, we spend so much time on editing because we wanted to look exactly how it how, how we. Uh, sort of envisioned it in our head um but one one of the last things i want to bring up in terms of j just like creator advice is like how do you get over that burnout uh because th that happened most recently to me with, with this podcast is 
um, I was, I think I told you before, like I was coming out with an episode and then like, or I would record an episode in that same week, I would get that episode out and I would like pressure myself to like get out like clips and that sort of stuff. And it was getting to a point where I wasn't liking what I was doing. I I'd take a look in the mirror and be like, well, why are you even doing this in the first place? You want to do what you love, you know what I mean? And, and have fun doing it. So how have you been able to get over that burnout sort of experience? No, I've definitely experienced that before. I know exactly what you're talking about when you say that. I've had similar situations where I'm like, why? why? Where I just didn't enjoy it. I'd be doing it and ask myself, you know, why am I doing this? And I think you just need a reset. I'll just be like, all right, I'm going to take this many days off. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to think about it and just give myself a break because we do all need breaks at some point. You know, it adds up especially when you're trying to stay consistent. It's not hard. And I mean, it's not easy. And when you're doing this, this it's uh, it could get tiring looking at a computer screen editing or preparing for different things. So I think like you, you said before we hopped on here, just, you know, maybe taking a reset, gathering a bunch of your content on your own time, you know, stacking it up and then getting back at it, you know, drop them in a, in a row consistently once you have everything set up the way you like it. And then, you're able to give yourself a break there because you're not rushing. You have it planned out. You have it ready to go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that that's such a huge thing. And um, I f- I feel like a lot of times, like especially as as creators want, wanting to grow every single day, wanting to put something out every single day, and, and those types of pressures, um, you sort of overwork yourself to a point. And I, I had situations, especially in college, when I was doing this stuff. You know, people would ask me to go out to the bar, and I'm like, sorry, I got to edit a video. But then there would be times where I'm like, I can actually edit that video tomorrow. And I'm, I'm trying to like, I only get every single ones, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm trying to live this life to the fullest. And so I just would go out to the bar with them. You know what I mean? I'm I'm not going to, who knows if that opportunity is going to come up again. Um, And I feel, I feel like being able to, you know, focus on your own needs, focus on your own fun and not allowing sort of like this creating things and the podcast and, that sort of stuff to sort of like control your life either. No, I completely agree. You said it, you hit the nail on the head there. You, know, you got, we got to focus on ourselves before anyone else where, where what's most important. So if we're not feeling it's enjoyable or not liking it to the degree we thought we would, it's time to take a step back and, you know, focus on what you, what you want to do or what you're enjoying at the time. Right. Exactly. Well, Jimmy, I, I got two, I got two last questions for you. And th- these are the hard hitters. So, um, as a creator, what has been the biggest thing that you've learned thus far? Ooh, good question. Biggest thing I've learned. Um, maybe uh, this, like your friends who you thought were your really good friends aren't your really good friends, I think. I don't know what it is. I, I'm still trying to figure it out. But some of the people who I thought would be supportive of some of the things I'm doing haven't really, you know, shown their faces or, or you haven't seen their names in the like and comment sections of your videos. I think people hate to see other people doing better than them. People get jealous when they see people doing what they actually want to do and not getting up and working for someone else. People can't comprehend or wrap their head around what they're not doing right or what, what they want to be doing. Why can't they do that? And they, uh, struggle within their own heads on their own problems of it and then take them out on on people like creators or people who are doing stuff they enjoy or traveling and whatnot so 
Uh, I have no hatred towards any anyone who feels that way. I could uh, somewhat understand to agree the degree, but I, I definitely learned that you know your circle gets smaller as you become more successful. Oh yeah, man, that that support system is huge, and you know the people who enter your life are supposed to enter your life, and the people who leave your life are supposed to leave your life, and. You know, I, f- I feel like with ourselves as well in, in our early 20s, we're all trying to find who the hell we are. We're all trying to figure out um, like what our circle is going to be and what the future is. And a lot, a lot of times people see other people doing great and they get jealous. And then that really um, makes them change as people. And it's no it's no fault of their own. They're, they're just going through their own crap. And, you know, your past will recross when when, when they're supposed to. And um I, I dealt with that stuff um, throughout high school. Luckily, I have, I have a good group of people around me right now who are, who are supporting me. But um, I dealt with that in high school. I, I made YouTube videos in high school and I, I got pretty badly bullied for it. But it, it prepared me for this later uh, life of content creation. And, and it's sort of like kind of like you uh, phrase that you used before hardened your shell. And yep. those things were supposed to happen. And, you know, the thing is, is that like that that experience has happened. So like later down the line, you never let that happen again and you keep your circle small. So then like you're able to be around the people that you want to be around. And like something that I've said throughout this episode is you only get every second once. So who are going to be those people that make you feel that good vibe, make you feel like you're alive um, and that support you the most. Absolutely. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a big group either. I mean, I got a ton of friends, but my real, you know, People are going to go to the, you know, grave with me or going to go fight with me. I got a small group of them, but I know I could re- rely on those few people and that's all you need. Exactly, man. And, and and that's something that I've tried to do as well is is like people like yourself who are doing the same thing that I'm doing and that, that I want to see, see succeed really bad. I make sure to engage in their content, promote their content, uh, because I know when people do that, I really appreciate it as well. And something that I've, I've, you, you said it once during this episode, but I've heard you say in a few of your past videos, and I say the very same thing. If you watch one second of my content, you gotta, really, it means the world to me because you're, you're taking that one second out of your life to like actually engage in something that I spent hours on, and that means the absolute mm-hmm. world to me. No, yeah, you, you said it there. It's, it's, uh, it's something that you know you, you appreciate the people more for the ones who are actually doing it and taking time and, you know, engaging in your content because, you know, it's, uh, it's easy for people to pass up on it or not to watch. So the ones who are, uh, I'm support, I'm very thankful for their support. Exactly, man. And that's what you just got to do. Cause I, I hate the people that like, don't, um, engage with their fans or, or like you, you see it a lot with artists or, or like big, bigger influencers. And I get it because they've had some bad experiences, but you know, you see them not be too polite or um, not be too kind to like their fans. And you just take a step back and you're like, wait, they got you here. They're, they're the only reason why you are here. Like uh, you, you got to take a second to like, let people know that like your appreciation, uh, your appreciation, especially with it being genuine. And you, you can definitely feel it from yourself, man. Absolutely. And so like one of the last things that I was curious about, and I always like to ask this to everybody. And that's why I said the last two are the two heavy hitters um, is what advice would you give to your younger self? Now, now you brought up that like post-college was a little bit rough for you. Same for me. And so like, 
during that time, like what advice would you have given to yourself that, you know, now? Uh, it's always going to get better. Uh, I wish I knew that on some of my darkest days in the, in the past, knowing that now, uh, it's hard to see past that though. On some of your, your lower days, you don't think anything could get better, but there's always better days ahead. And, you know, you can't have sunny days without rainy days. So those, those dark days are really preparing you for, for your better future and building out your story. I mean, I always say it, everything happens for a reason, good or bad. So it's just, uh, it's just writing a bigger story. So advice, I mean, you know, the, the next day might not be better, but down the road, it's, it's going to work out and, you know, you can't ever give up because the people that give up are going to stay in the same place that they're at or, you know, aren't going to need or be able to be heard in, in the future. And I think we you know, all have a purpose. So we got to live out our purpose. Brother, there's a reason why we're on this earth. There's a reason why, why we're talking today. There's a reason why we got connected. You know what I mean? And I, I, th I think it's pretty incredible how you know, you and I were brought into each other's lives and, you know, we, we have a similar interest in Mike Studd. We have a similar interest in content creation, sports. We figured out at the start of the book, before we started the podcast that we went to two of the same universities yep. in a very, very similar uh, radius of New Hampshire at the, one of the smallest freaking states other than Rhode Island. And yeah. wait, wait, then there's Delaware. I don't know. I'm not going to say it. I, I don't know. My state is too great. But um, but yeah, like like exactly what you said, everything happens for a reason. And something that I've realized is this last month or so is like every situation that you go through, try to take the awareness of what lessons you can learn from that, because we're always learning. We're always um, getting better every single day. If, if we take the time to be aware of um, what we could learn from each situation and not have in our mind, in our mindset that we're perfect and there's nothing that we can change you know, that will just make us way better down the line. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well said. I mean, the uh, lessons we learn from failing are the best lessons we could ever receive. Exactly, man. One, one, one last thing is, uh, is, is you, you said, uh, you know, th there needs to be rainy days for there to be sunny days. I also heard this other thing. There, there needs to be a little rain before there's a rainbow. I, I, I heard that. I'm like, I like that a lot. I'm going to use that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I like that quote because there's a lot of truth in it. And it, uh, it's, it's eye opening when you really think about it. It's a good uh, comparison to use for, you know, how people are feeling in your emotions. Yeah. 100% man. Well, I really, I really pre appreciate you taking the time today, Jimmy. I, I think a lot of people are going to learn some good stuff from this episode. Not only if you're a creator or if you're just a human being trying to figure out what the hell this life is. Um, I, th I think, Think people are going to learn a lot from this episode and um everybody who's listening right now go and check out jimmy where can they find daily dose because um like i said in the next year or so bro barstool has to see this stuff so people hop on the train before it's too late yeah actually, i appreciate it's, actually that. it's never too late people can always hop on the train we're you're always trying to get more people yes yeah yeah uh you can find me at uh Instagram at Daily Dose of Wood, D-A-L-Y-D-O-S-O-F-W-O-O-D, like it says right here on my sweatshirt. That's on uh, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, same thing. I just want to say, Iggy, man, thank you. I appreciate your a great podcast host, a great interviewer. I think you have a, a bright future in the sports entertainment business down the road, and you're going to do big things. Really means a lot, my man. Seriously. Same to yourself, and, uh, you know, 
like I said before, there's a reason that we are in each other's lives, and I can't, I can't wait until we can collab more in the future, man. Without a doubt, without a doubt. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.